Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. This series is on faith. The title of this series is The Heartbeat of Faith. How many of you know without a heartbeat, you're not alive? That's why in the movies you see them rubbing those paddles together and they, they count it off and they say clear and they shock people back to life to get their hearts jump-started. Why? Because without a heartbeat, you cannot live for very long. All right? Why do you think we have drums on Sunday mornings? It's like the heartbeat of the music. There's all kinds of important important components there's vocals and there's bass and we've got a keyboardist and and very talented a guitar that is great but praise God you need a beat don't you how many of you the first thing you notice when you listen to a song is the beat be honest today raise your hand some go some some have told me over the years ah just the beat's not very good but listen to the lyrics and I'm like I I like poetic stuff. I like the lyrics, but if the beat's whack, I might as well just turn it off and read the lyrics. No, really. I've had dudes over there, gospel hip-hop artists, and they were good. But the track, to me, the track was lousy. And I was like, well, I'll just, I, I want to hear his lyrics, but I'm distracted. Because you want good music to flow in that song, right? You want good music apart. Apart from just the lyrics, you want a beat, you want some piano, whatever those things are that you like. There's things that you notice. In the song. Some people go, I notice a piano, and that's awesome. But my point today is the heartbeat of faith is to believe through it all. Somebody say, believe through it all. Let's put the heartbeat of faith up here real quick. Heartbeat of faith. Let, let's put that, that title up here. I'd like to see that when you can. Unless we're having difficulties with that. Heartbeat of faith. I want you to see that. The heartbeat of faith is so important because, once again, I said this when we were praying. Apart from God, I mean, I'm sorry, without faith, it's, a part, it, it's impossible to please God. And then we know that if you can't please God, well, apart from Him, Jesus said, you can't do anything. He said, apart from me, you, you can do nothing, right? So that's why you're here in... On church, in church on a Sunday morning. Why? Because you say, man, I need God. Somebody say, I need God. Mm -hmm. That's why you're here. That's why we humble ourselves. We say, well, I don't need a religious fix or I'm going to check off a box and go, well, I, feel, I went to church. I feel better about myself. No, we went to church to be among family and friends, the family of God, the body of Christ, and be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. It's tough. It's tough when people get older and they say, well, I don't want to feel forced to go to church. And man, my my wisdom and advice to whoever you say, man, should you preach that Sunday morning from the pulpit? Yeah. My wisdom and advice from whoever is you do what you got to do, man. Don't ever feel forced to go to church. Go because you love God. and You want to learn more about him. Go because you want to build your faith. Don't go because your mom said, hey, you got to go to church, man. Your dad said, you got to go to church. Say, man, does that affect adults? Oh, sure, it affects adults all the time. But here's the deal. Even if our motives are wrong sometimes, we show up at church and God speaks to us, huh? And I don't think I'm talking about anybody here this morning or anybody on the live stream, but maybe somebody else will listen to this later and maybe it's for them. But here's my point. We are believers because we believe. I've talked to a lot of believers this year, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the things they're saying, and I'm going, wait, are, are you a believer? I know you say you love God, but 
do you believe anything he said? Because I've, I've bumped into people. I say, well, here's what God's word said. And they go, yeah, I know, but what? Then throw your Bible away. Give it to me. I'll use it. I like different translations. Don't throw it away. Give it to me. I'll give it to someone who needs it. If you don't believe or you refuse to believe, that's a choice. Everybody, how, how many of you know it's a choice to believe? Belief is a choice. Say, man, God gave us a measure of faith. And we talked about that last week. God actually gave us the down payment on our faith. But then he said, go ahead and grow that. Faith comes how? Oh, man, I like y'all. Y'all are solid, man. Praise God. Let's get into it today. The heartbeat of faith is to believe through it all. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Matthew 12, 33. And I love this text because how many of you know talk is cheap? If it's not God's word and it's not done in love, yeah, you guys remember that stupid movie? What was it? Master of Disguises? He said, this is what you're doing. This is what I want you to be doing, right? I don't even think I saw the movie. I think I saw the previews. But there's time, it's just talk. So how do, how, why do I say that? Because Scripture says a tree is identified by its fruit. You can tell me all day long that that tree bears apples, but I'm looking at it, I'm going, no, that's a pear tree. He said, no, it's an apple tree. I said, no, it's a pear tree. I can see it. I can see its fruit. We can talk about it all day long. We can debate. A tree is identified by its fruit. These are the words of Jesus. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. Is that simple enough? It is. I love the simplicity of God's word. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. Wow. This is, man, Jesus is hitting them hard here, okay? So don't get your feelings hurt because I, I have to read this verse myself. He says, you brood of snakes. How could evil, now he's talking to a crowd there. We don't, we don't know the entirety of who is in his crowd there that he's speaking to. He said, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? He's hitting some people hard. I'm assuming he's hitting some Pharisees too. He goes on to say, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. I remember years ago, and look, if you're struggling in this area, God bless you and God's going to help you and you're going to overcome. But I remember years ago, I knew a dude, he had the filthiest mouth I ever heard, man. He would... He would peel the wallpaper off the walls with his mouth. Just cussing and creative. I was like, dang. I wow. Like just, it was shocking the things that would come out of this dude's mouth. And I had another friend who goes, oh, no, just ignore his language. He has a good heart. Hey, brother, I see what you mean, but that's dumb. Sounds good, but it doesn't work that way. He said, bro, he's just got to, I'm serious. And every time I'd see him, he was using the F word. After a while, there was another friend of mine, and he would abbreviate. And he'd see him, and he'd go, hey, what's up, FF? <laughs> and they would, it caught on. My ninth grade year, they're all, hey, there's FF. I'm like, man, that's terrible. Poor soul, man, but that, that was his habit. He said, man, you can't judge me. Well, Jesus said you judge a, a tree by, by its fruit. We don't walk around making assumptions and being harsh on people. But for, how many of you know fruit hangs out? Fruit's real noticeable on trees. If it bears fruit, you notice. And if it doesn't bear fruit, you notice. And if the fruit's sorry, you notice. You, you notice. 
say, man, let, let's, let me have some of this fruit here. Oh, this is awful. This is terrible fruit. Okay, well, Jesus is saying, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. You're going to bear fruit. A good person, though, look at this. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Wow. And I tell you this. Look at what Jesus said. You must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Don't think I'm just talking to you. I always kind of cringe. <laughs> I've said some idle words, man. You say, I'm on my way to heaven by the blood of Jesus. Yeah, but God's going to judge some things that we could have done way better. Even Christians are going to stand before God. I don't believe we're going to be weeping in terror. That's not scriptural. But the Lord's going to say, hey, we're going to be convicted. The Lord's going to say, hey, I gave you this gift. You are my child. Well done. Welcome to the joy of your Lord. But man, that gift I gave you, you squandered that or you didn't use that or you, you should have obeyed me better in that area. I believe he's going to deal with all that. Scripture backs that up. I'm not going to live in terror and fear, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've had some idle words. I'm a... I'm a talker. You know what Scripture says? In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin. There's been times I've talked, and then pretty soon, man, we, I was in trouble. I know it's never happened to any of you in here or on the live stream. You've never gotten in trouble with your mouths, but I have. So God bless y'all, man, because that's awesome. That's an awesome record. Everyone's going, <laughs> Jesus said the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. You're all, <laughs> can we change the subject, Pastor Matt? <laughs> I like uncomfortable laughs. I like making people laugh uncomfortably. One of my hobbies. I do it at the store even. Hey, where have you been? I haven't seen you at church. <laughs> Years ago, I was, a, I was a collector for finance companies. Summer in 1995, I called a guy. I said, bro, your payment is 45 days late. He said, my wife has been in labor. Now think about that for a minute. I said, and I can't help it sometimes. I said, bro, that's got to be a world record. <laughs> I said, and then next, and I said, and the next, I was thinking, I didn't tell him this. I remember where I was sitting at the computer when I called this guy to collect a payment he owed the company where I worked. And he said, oh, no, what, what I meant was, and I said, I know, and I was thinking, you think I'm dumb, huh? Like that's going to distract me. <laughs> the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you <laughs> all right don't forget don't forget don't forget so here's my point today you got to believe through it all you got to believe through people's words sometimes the words of the media the words of social media the words of the naysayers the words of you can't the words of, oh well is is jesus really coming back people have said that my whole life people going oh do believers really believe in god or do they believe in the sky fairy and i'm telling you right now there are people right now they want to take away your freedom of worship because it offends them but as long as we have the constitution you have freedom of worship that means if you want to show up in church on a Sunday and sing, you have freedom of worship. You are guaranteed that. That whole bull crud about in, in California, no, y'all go to church, y'all just don't sing. That is not freedom of worship. That's not freedom of worship. No, 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 you worship who you believe, but go home to your closet and just sing and just be at home only, and that's, your, that's not freedom of worship. If freedom of worship says, without me infringing on others' rights, 
Here in the middle of the day, if I want to stand out next to this highway and preach the gospel or sing at the top of my lungs or stand outside and worship God, that's freedom of worship. Now, after 9 p.m. in Hobbs, there's a noise ordinance. <laughs> Some of y'all playing that loud Norteño music, right? <laughs> loud gospel hip-hop. Why is it nobody plays loud classical music after 9 p.m.? Mr. Senna, we, we, uh, we heard you were playing Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. It never happens that way. Here's what I hear after 9 p.m. After 9 p.m. Or... Right? Why? Because you always hear the bass. It's never dun 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 dun. Or Mozart, you know. Dun 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 dun. It's never that. Let's reel it back in. Freedom of worship. You can use the words you want, honor and respect people, love people, but don't let people's words shake your faith. And don't, be, make peop, don't let people make up junk and lie to you. And don't, don't be a nut and don't just believe the first thing you hear if it's not lining up with the word or the Constitution of the United States in that order. People have been throwing that around all year long. It's illegal. It's illegal. That's not a law. It's an emergency order that has far overstepped our civil rights. Can you imagine me being up in county wearing orange? They're like, hey, bro, what are you in for? I'm like, I went to church, man. And they're like, you ain't even got any tattoos, eh? I'm all because God has tattooed my heart, man. <laughs> Don't let words, and I'm going to tell you, this is preparation for the future. Even if it was illegal to worship God in this country, would that mean you would stop worshiping God? I don't think you would either. But if there are those who won't worship God when it's a free privilege i wonder how they'll do when it's illegal so no i'm gonna be an outlaw now i've always been an outlaw anyway i don't know maybe but maybe not but don't worry about people's words god will take care of that you don't let the words of others all right media friends family knock you off course words are important now they can be helpful or hurtful but you let god handle that you make sure you speak healthy faith-filled life-giving words don't get stuck on, well, they, man, man, they're giving me a hard time about my faith. Give them a hard time about their unbelief. Yeah, I've had people say, man, you believe in heaven and hell? And I'm like, yeah, man, you better hope they're not real. <laughs> hope they're not real. Really? You, really? And that's a serious subject, is hope they're not real. Words are important, man, and you make sure you speak faith-filled words and don't let words throw you off track, okay? Number two, don't let situations mess with you because situations will happen, right? 
Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble. There's trials, tribulations. Things happen. It, it could be choices involved. Sometimes there's things that happen. You had nothing to do with them. Sometimes we don't know why things happen the way they do. Maybe it was our fault. Maybe it wasn't. But let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.14. 1 Thessalonians 5.14. Brother, now there's a lot going on here, okay? So just take this in. This is good. He's hitting on all kinds of areas. He says, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. <laughs> it says it in the Word. I didn't make that up. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient, though, with everyone. That's powerful. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful. I love it right here. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You may be in a, in a circumstance that it would be debatable if that was God's perfect will for you, but I can tell you this right now. The circumstance that you're in, whatever it is, it is always God's will for you to be thankful and to praise Him in the midst of that circumstance. Are you with me? Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Man. You've always got to praise him and thank him. You say, Pastor Matt, why are you bringing that up? Because I've been there and so have you. And some of the hardest times to praise God are when you're going through it, man. Mm. You're like, I know the Jesus is my Savior. I know I'm going to heaven. I know he died and rose again. Man, but right now in this moment, I feel like crud. And I feel like it's ending and I feel like there's no hope. You've been there. And you say, man, this is terrible. I'm going through it. And you know what God's commandment is here through the apostle? Be thankful in all circumstances. You say, how does that tie into what Jesus said when Jesus simplified the Ten Commandments to love God and love others? Yeah, because if I love God, I'm always going to be truly thankful with him. Always. Say, Lord, I don't understand it right now. This is my mistake or theirs or it's some crazy situation. Doesn't mean you're not going to get mad or frustrated, but you need to turn around and give that back to God. Every time. Someone say, be thankful. Someone say, in all circumstances. Someone say it again, say, all circumstances. Say, no, I'm just going to be thankful in circumstances where I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Man, I've been in some tunnels, and I, someone forgot to pay the light bill. It was dark. I'm like, is there a light? I have my glasses on. My, I can't see. I cannot. I can't perceive it. I don't feel it. I'm not buying it. I'm going through it. And God says, hey, trust me. Trust me. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith is going to show up in your situations whether you have it or not. That's not a condemning word. You say, man, they may be convicting, but hey, that is from the Word of God. Be thankful in all circumstances. It's funny sometimes. My wife will hear me, hear me pray, praising God. I'll walk by her in the hall. She'll say, are you okay? Because there's times, there's times I'll whisper to myself, and she's like, she knows. I'm, maybe I'm going through something. Maybe my heart's in, maybe I'm, I'm struggling with something, some grief, or I'm in pain, or I'm going through something. Because, man, that is my default. I don't even think about it. I just go, Lord, there's times I'm all alone. I raise my hands. I say, God, thank you. 
I'm still here. You're faithful. You're not done with me. The sun is going to set today. It's going to rise tomorrow. But let me quote what my teacher and mentor told me this morning. My dad. He said, what we're seeing now is what we've talked about and prepared for our entire lives. See, oh, man. I, I needed some more time. I don't know who's listening today. I needed some more time to go live it up and get to the club and go snort something. No, those days are done, I'm telling you. Don't keep flirting with disaster. Don't mess with God. We were warned about this last year. There were prophecies, man. Another man of God, his daughter, had said some stuff. She said, I see, I see churches closing. This was last December, and then God spoke to Dad last December about churches closing. And we began to say, hey, prepare your heart. It's time now. Don't wait until you get there to try to build up faith. When you get tossed into the fire, it's hard to build up faith when you're in the middle of the fire, isn't it? Sometimes. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had faith before the fire. Here's, here's what I love. They told King Nebuchadnezzar, who thought he was the man. God had given him the throne and authority and power. He was, according to Scripture, he was a king of kings on the earth. He conquered kings, and they paid him tribute. He was a bad dude. But at some point, he erected a statue of gold. Look at the parallels here, the spiritual parallels. He erected a... I, who knows why they haven't found it? Maybe it's been broken up. I'm sure it has. It was a 90-foot statue of gold. Isn't that crazy? Out there in the Iraq-Iran area. A 90-foot statue of gold. I guess it was an image of himself after God gave him a dream. Weird. God gave him a dream that he was a king of kings and he was the head of gold on a statue. And so he said, I am the man. God even said it. So I'm going to build a statue. He built it and he said, if you don't worship this statue, we'll destroy you. And three Hebrew kids, I don't know how old they were, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I, I, like to, I, like, I don't know why preachers like to put themselves in the story, but it's like Shadrach, me, Matt, and Abednego. <laughs> I've heard some other ones and they're good. But that one's pretty good. But he came to him and he said, hey, you, are you not worshiping the idol I set up? No. And you, here's what I love. One translation said, oh, king, we are not careful to answer you in this situation. And he was the, on the planet. He was the king of kings at that time. They said, we're not even going to be careful how we answer you, king. But we will not bow down to what you've set up, you, that law you set up with fear of death you set up we're not going to bow down to that because our god's big enough to rescue us and if he decides not to rescue us we're still not going to bow take that to the bank and cash it in small unmarked bills can you imagine they said well, our god can deliver us but either way we're going to serve him no matter what happens we're going to serve him so live or whatever, man, I'm going to tell you, Scripture, whether we live or die, we do it to please Him. I'm going to live to please God. One day I will die believing if Jesus does not return in my lifetime. I'm going to believe. I've chosen to believe. It is a thought. It is a decision. It's willful. It's conscious. And it is deliberate. I choose to believe, and I will not lower that standard for anyone. Now, people are at different levels of faith. Is my faith the greatest? Oh, no. 
by no stretch of the imagination. But I know where God has called me to be, and I know where he's placed me, even in putting a standard up for my life and for this ministry. And that is, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. That's real simple. Got to praise him no matter what. And don't let people intimidate you into losing your faith. So you got words, you need to speak faith-filled words. Got situations, you need to praise him in the situations. Don't let them shake you. And number three, you got people's actions. People's actions can be distracting, disturbing. They can. Things they say, those, those are harsh, but things they do too. Sometimes, I know you've looked at people like this. Are you kidding? It happens. No, people do stuff. No, I've seen believers do stuff. And I've even thought to myself, man, how are they doing that? that? I feel like God would really deal with me if I did that. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd feel like I was under God's judgment if I acted like that. People's actions, so their, their choices, their actions, their reactions. You guys ever seen, how many of you like professional sports or sports period? Raise your hand. Any kind of sports. Let's throw it in there. Lacrosse, we got a Notre Dame guy in the house. I bet y'all got a lacrosse team. Huh. Football team, good football team, right? Basketball, track, shuffleboard. I'm kidding, I'm seeing if y'all are listening. Air hockey, no. But you've seen this in sports, right? I've seen this a lot in soccer and basketball. Ah, some in football too. Where a guy walks by and he hits the mess out of somebody. It's a cheap shot, it's unnecessary roughness. Boom, slaps them on their helmet or something. Nobody caught that. But when you turn around and react and punch a dude out, the ref caught you reacting, didn't they? That's how it is with your faith. People don't care what they did to you most of the time. As believers, the standard's higher for you. So don't let people's actions throw you off kilter. Can you imagine as a believer, well, they cussed at me first. Don't go there, man. Come on. Get out of there. Dig yourself out of that mud pit. Don't get in there. They talked about my mom first. And I'm going to tell you, naturally, naturally, I have a counterpunch. It's just natural. Like, it's just natural. And shove, I remember back in the day, people shoving me, expecting me to shove them back. Be careful, because I'll just, I may just swing. Don't push me. That's, now that's in my carnal nature. I'm just, people pushing, waiting. Oh, wait, come push me. Okay. <gasps> Do you feel pushed? That's a push, right? Now that's my natural reaction. Or they said something, I'm going to multiply it times three and say something. What? That's not good. God has dealt with that in me. So you be careful how you react to people's actions. As believers, here's how you react, in faith and love. You can tell the truth. You can eat. Hey, there's times, according to Scripture, you answer a fool according to their own folly. But the other verse says, don't answer a fool according to their folly. You say, man, does the Bible contradict itself? No, it's teaching moderation. There's times people say stuff and you just go. I had a friend, you know what his reaction used to be? His dad would trip sometimes. My friend's reaction would be this. He'd look at me and go, and that was his way of diffusing it, because they'd get into it. He'd go, 
And there's times, and there's times I just, and I can't help it, I wear it on my face, right? People do stuff and I go. We, we, were, here one, we were here one time and we were, we were, it was real simple. We were in church, dad's like, let's jump for the joy and stuff, let's praise him. It's been about 10 years ago, more. And we were dancing for joy, jumping up and down and praising God. They had some hopping music in here. And I looked up, and there was a young couple back here, and they were ballroom dancing. They were doing this and hugged up. I was all, wait, in church? And my wife looks for me like I'm going to stop it, but I was back here with some guys, and all I could do was laugh. People are going to do stuff. you got to control how you respond to it, right? I'm not saying my response was right or wrong, and I'm sure I'll hear about that one <clears throat> on Judgment Day, but I, Lord, I am sorry for that. I, have, I haven't repented, but it was funny. People are going to do crazy stuff. Now, you've got you to gotta gauge how you react. That's called self-control. You walk in love, and you always respond in faith. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2, verse 11. 2 Timothy 2, verse 11. This is a trustworthy saying. Oh, I love this verse. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. Wow. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. That's powerful. So people's actions and reactions and words and situations, you just keep speaking faith. Keep speaking faith. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30. I'm going to read through this text. Look at this. Look, look at all the power in this passage right here. We know the one who said, he's talking about God here, I will take revenge. The Lord speaks about this in Deuteronomy too. I will take revenge. I will pay them back. He also said the Lord will judge his own what? His own people. Another verse says judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Where God deal what does that mean? It means God deals with certain things. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Wow. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you, look at what he's saying to these folks, man. Look at how these people responded to life in faith, and their lives were a lot harder than ours. Look at this. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. Say what? Yeah. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. Nobody in here has been beaten for their faith yet. Not yet. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. Yeah, for their faith. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. Can you imagine that kind of faith? You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Wow, what a... Man, we, that standard is so high. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord, the apostle says. Remember the great reward it brings you. Your faith brings a great reward. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then, someone say then. Then you will receive all that He has promised. You have endurance, you believe, you do His will, you receive what He has promised according to your faith. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. Look at this one. And my righteous ones, this is God speaking about you right now. 
This is God speaking about you. Here in this service, on the live stream, on the audio later, this is God speaking about you. And my righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the, there's a key word again, faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Wow. We are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. So people's words, situations, people's actions, don't you let them rattle you. Do you remember that verse in Philippians? We've been going over it on Wednesday nights. Said, in nothing intimidated by your adversaries or your enemies. This will be a sure sign of their destruction. They try to intimidate you. It's like something in a cartoon. Sometimes they go, boo! You're like, oh, excuse me, did I miss something? God is still faithful. Man, all these terrible things are going to happen. God said, that's not going to happen to me. I'm exempt. Psalm 91. He or she that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is your refuge, your fortress, your God. In Him will you trust. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today. As the heartbeat of faith sinks into your spirit, man, and into your soul realm, I believe it today. Let's believe together. Oh, in Jesus' name. Is there anybody, though, at the sound of my voice, on the live stream in this house, anybody who would say, you know what? I don't know where to start with faith, Pastor Matt, because I haven't confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you have never, ever, and I want to sort this out, if you have never, ever confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we need to make sure you make peace with God. Why? Because Jesus talked about hell a lot more than he talked about heaven. Say, is hell for bad people? No, hell is for people who have rejected the sacrifice of Jesus. Hell is for those who have rejected God. And folks may not want to hear it. It may not be popular, but as long as there's breath in my lungs, I'm going to speak the truth of God's Word because I love people and I want them to know, live, believe, and hear the truth. Is there anyone at the sound of my voice who has never accepted Jesus or made Him the Lord of their life? Would you raise your hand today and I'm going to pray with you. I'm the only one looking right now. And it's just because I'm going to pray with you and we're going to pray as a family. All right. Everybody's right with God. That is good news. Let's pray this anyway for those on the live stream or for anyone who may listen to this later. Let's pray right now. Go ahead and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in Jesus. He's the Son of God, the everlasting, eternal one. I'm sorry for my sins, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I believe. Say it again. Say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me so I could live forever. I believe. Lord, save me. Save me from my sin and save me from hell. According to your word. In Jesus' name. 